if there's one in-ring person I can point my finger to who is the reason why this WrestleMania season halfway through so far has been largely unenjoyable, uh, it, it has been Brock Lesnar, um, which is weird to say because he might be doing his best character work ever. Uh, he's still one of the most talented men in the ring. However, his booking, especially in the main events of the Royal Rumble and of the Elimination Chamber, have been god-awful. Because when he comes in, nothing that has happened before matters. And I don't mean nothing that has happened before in a match. I mean nothing that has happened before to any of the participants currently in the ring matters a bit. It doesn't matter if they fall less than before and beat them. It doesn't matter if they fall less than before and had competitive matches against them. It doesn't matter what they have going on, what's their storylines, what's going to happen with them six weeks from now in WrestleMania. It doesn't matter how much screen time they have, how much company has invested in them. When, when Brock Lesnar has entered Royal Rumble, when Brock Lesnar has entered the Elimination Chamber this year, everybody around him has become jobbers. And nothing else has mattered. And it has been by far, it's, it's made the two pay-per-views I generally enjoy and, uh, and, and, and I was looking forward to completely unwatchable. Um, I think you always say, Satoru, that you know, this company does everything for Roman, but I will argue that everything they've done for Brock in the, la- in the past two months or past month uh, has been worse than everything they've done for Roman in a year and a half, as far as just making everybody else completely irrelevant. you and our recorded glory once again to the greatest wrestling podcast in the world my name is mike alloy with me as always the el guapo of professional wrestling commentary and stand-up comedy guys satoyo here with you once again thank you so much for listening to give me the book thank you so much for tuning in for our somewhat almost weekly analysis of everything going on in the wrestling world um i gotta get started with uh, with a, a little bit of rant, if you will indulge me. Um, we, I've said before, there's not a lot of money to be made in, in the wrestling podcast world, but if there, of the money to be made, the majority of it can be made by criticizing WWE. And I never wanted us to be that sort of a podcast where you just constantly criticize them and look at them from a cynical point of view. Wrestling is something I think both of us enjoy. And it's, you know, so when you watch something you try to do, you, you give it uh you do it from a favorable favorable point of view um and i think a good example of it would be last year if you look at our shows last year um i think we were very complimentary on for the most part of uh the royal rumble uh the elimination chamber which is when we actually started recording and the the road to wrestlemania which by the way i think is still is excellent i thought last year's wrestlemania season was one of the better ones in recent years and just overall an excellent time. Not perfect by any means. They're sure there was a Braun Strowman, Shane McMahon feud that was horrible. Uh, but I thought overall they did a good job. I thought SmackDown was the best show on uh, in wrestling television at, at that point. I thought 
uh, things they were doing on Raw with Drew and the Mrs. Tui title reign and, and Bobby Lashley was good. I thought U.S. title was booked really strong. Point being, it was fun. It was a good time that was had by all. And this year, now that we're through Royal Rumble and we're through Elimination Chamber, I gotta say, WrestleMania season has been pretty trash so far. Uh, yeah. And if there's one point, one person I can point my finger on, and I can't believe I'm saying this, um, outside of Vince McMahon, whose company it is, and outside of the creative, if there's one in-ring person I can point my finger to, who is the reason why this WrestleMania season, halfway through so far, has been largely unenjoyable, uh, it, it has been Brock Lesnar, um, which is weird to say because he might be doing his best character work ever. Uh, he's still one of the most talented men in the ring. However, his booking, especially in the main events of the Royal Rumble and of the Elimination Chamber, have been god-awful. Because when he comes in, nothing that has happened before matters. And I don't mean nothing that has happened before in a match. I mean nothing that has happened before to any of the participants currently in the ring matters a bit. It doesn't matter if they fall less than before and beat them. It doesn't matter if they fall less than before and had competitive matches against them. It doesn't matter what they have going on with their storylines, what's going to happen with them six weeks from now in WrestleMania. It doesn't matter how much screen time they have, how much company has invested in them. When, when Brock Lesnar has entered Royal Rumble, when Brock Lesnar has entered the Elimination Chamber this year, everybody around them has become jobbers. And nothing else has mattered. And it has been by far it's, it's made the two pay-per-views i generally enjoy and uh and and, and i was looking forward to completely unwatchable um i think you always say satorio that you know this company does everything for roman but i will argue that everything they've done for brock in the la- in the past two months or past month uh has been worse than everything they've done for roman in a year and a half as far as just making everybody else completely irrelevant yeah roman catching covid kind of screwed the pooch there on a lot of things So I'll take it back to day one. I mean, when they inserted him, I'm like, I know what that is. The match in and of itself was fun, but it was like, all right, you you have to beat Big E for some reason, for some weird, you have to pin him for some weird, weird reason. You just have to do it. Fine. Um, And that really was getting us to the point that, you know, we knew what that meant. (laughs) It's like, all right, Big E's going back down the card. Uh, Then you have the, the situation uh, at the Royal Rumble with with Lashley, as we now found out, Lashley is injured. Shouldn't come as a shock to anyone. I remember watching that match and being like, "There's no way this man is not getting it. This is so stiff. This is always like it borders on like, what's the point of going so hard and so stiff like this?" Um, I do appreciate the fact they gave Lashley an out of sorts, so he didn't he didn't lose the title, you know. So he has that win and whatever else, but everything in service to Brock, but it, it, at the end of the day, it's still, everything is about Roman. This is to get them to that match. This is, this is all just to get them to that mania match that they believe is just going to be the biggest thing of all times in the history of everything and all that stuff. So Brock has to look as amazing as possible um, so that Roman can beat him. And uh, you know, uh, this is not anything that I can be I'm just, this is not exciting. There's nothing about, and again, I'll even I'll take I'll take that one out of my uh, language. Okay, let's take exciting out of it. It's not even really good, solid wrestling storytelling. It like it's just not. It's just not. Especially when this is your main event. I can look at both uh, Brock's ascension to this point, and I can look at Roman's ascension to this point, and I'm just like, this is not anything that I want. And it's and it does. It's literally done a disservice to 
everyone that they've come in contact with. Nobody has come out of these situations with these two men and looked better for it or in a, or been in a better position because of it. Nobody like literally no. I mean, you could maybe make the case that maybe edge, maybe Seth, but even that I would say no, because Seth won in the Royal Rumble and nothing happened. Now they'll now they'll and, magically and then he got squashed and then he got squashed by Brock. In, yeah, and they got killed seconds. by Brock. Yeah. So it's like, so I'm just like, nah, man, this is not, this ain't it. <laughs> this is not, I, I can't. And the one thing, good thing I'll say about Elimination Chamber, uh, aside from you know the the women's chamber match being fun. I was just happy that the event was so it felt short. That was like the saving grace of it, that the thing was short because going into WrestleMania season, which they make such a big deal about, they really make such a big deal about to sort of amp you up like, oh, you should love this. It's like, no, it's like watching the New York Knicks play. You know what they need to do to improve the situation, but you know they're not going to do anything to improve the situation. And they're not going to do anything going forward to improve the situation because look at how much money they've netted in all their TV deals and sponsorship deals and things of that nature. Vince doesn't see a problem. So nothing is actually going to change. Like nothing's going to change. It's just, that's just going to be what that no, is. And they don't have a reason to, to, to be yeah. quite honest. There is, there is a, another aspect of it. I don't think, I, I do wonder if Vince McMahon absolutely gives a shit about wrestling observer news awards. That being said, I mean, look, last year, I thought WWE for the most part had a good solid year. I thought they put on, again, I thought every pay-per-view they put on last year, premium live event, uh, whatever has been at the very least good. Some of them great. Um, and you know, and yet they always, you know, still sweep the worst uh, awards of the wrestling uh, observers. Not, not that it matters, but there is certain aspect I think of this. My man, it's like, hey man, look, they're never gonna like us. The internet is always gonna hate us. Fuck it, let's just, you know, sit back and, <laughs> and count this money. Like, like there is, I'm sure, a certain aspect to him. I do think he clearly believes in Brock and he clearly be believes in Roman. For what it's worth, of the three previous matches, this is the best either one of them has looked. I can see why they'd be sold on it. Um, but you're right. At the same time, it's not exciting. They haven't told a great story there. I mean, what they're still beefing over, over, over Paul Heyman. I mean, uh, I, I, I get that they want that these are your two biggest stars of your generation. This is this generation's uh, Cena, Orton. This is this generation's Rock Stone Cold. Um, and they want to have a definitive match with no interference. Right now, their definitive match is the the best match because of Seth Rollins' interference at WrestleMania 31. I thought that was a great match, a great ending to Great Mania. Um, they clearly wanted them to have one match which and knock it out of the park. I do not know if they'll be able to because they keep refusing to book Brock Lesnar as a sensible babyface. Whereas, like, you are daring the crowd to hate him because Seth Rollins, like, we're all, he's a heel nominally, but people like him. People appreciate what he's doing. Uh, Riddle is actually a beloved babyface. AJ Styles is a babyface now. Why is he squashing talent without taking any offense? Like, this is not how you book a babyface. You know what I mean? Like, you, you give him some sympathy. Like, we know that we, at this point, everybody knows that Brock Lesnar is the most dominant man of our species. We know who he is. You don't need to go overboard and have him murder everybody on his way to Roman Reigns. It's unnecessary. And if anything, it breeds contempt. And now, again, you got to the point where potentially, we'll see what happens in the next six weeks. I hope I'm wrong. Like, do realize that I hope this match will be fun. I hope the crowd cheers for Brock. And I hope they will knock it out of the park. Of course I do. But you have now put this event in jeopardy because now you might start breeding contempt for Brock Lesnar, your biggest babyface. Yeah, I think Brock will be okay. 
um because he's just such such a spectacle i think he'll be fine um in that regard i don't see the audience turning on him i don't see them really turning their backs on him in that way and even if they did it wouldn't i mean the crowd they're just gonna pop for brock i think he'll be okay more to the point my thing is he just kills guys and then you know for a fact he's going away he's not staying Yep. That was so it's just like okay you just you sack of shitted biggie you sack of shitted uh seth rollins riddle aj styles you know i mean i don't really care about austin theory but like you sack of shit all these dudes you at least no at least austin theory got a moment i'm okay yeah austin theory and bobby lashley are the two dudes that at least gotten out of the shit yeah the yeah so dudes, I, yeah they, they look worse they look yeah, they, worse than they were when they, the evening started yeah, they, you know, their stock, you can't say their stock rose after that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, considering where he just beat everyone, he literally is like, aside from last, I'm just going to pin everybody and that's going to be it. You guys were out here struggling, tussling with one another. Fuck you. You all stink. And then, you know, that's that. I've got the title back. I'm going to WrestleMania. And again, I, I their, their WrestleMania where Seth interfered, that, that got him out of that. Their WrestleMania match uh, where they did go one-on-one. You know, the, the crowd turned on the match because everyone was under the assumption that Roman was going to win, which everyone knows was the wrong call. That's why when Brock beat Roman, there was like this joyful pop and while still being resentful of the fact that this thing had happened. Now they're saying, well, we got it right this time. We figured it out and here it is. And it's like, man, I'm just not, I am, I am, and again, this is the best match that they have because they booked everyone to be so much less than for years now that, yeah, of course it's the best match you had. You were intent on making it the best match you had. That was your plan. It wasn't like, hey, man, let's see who's getting over. Let's see who's really doing the thing, moving the merch and all this other stuff. No, here's our plan. We run with it. We don't let anything stop our focus, even if uh, the metrics tell us that something is off here. We'll continue to do it in spite of everything. If the ratings drop, doesn't matter. We're going to continue to do it. Why? Because we have no incentive to change because we continue to get money. Our brand now is so strong that we don't have to give you a compelling in-ring product. Really don't. We can do, we can do all these other things. And our name is so good that it's like, you're going to continue to give us this money. It happens quite frequently. So yeah, I am. Uh, I, I don't care about, <laughs> this road to WrestleMania, I really, I could give a shit. Yeah, man. To 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 follow up on your point, like Brock is probably not going to be there the night after WrestleMania. Yeah. So so they'll leave Roman, and there's now people saying, and, and I see that it's a popular sentiment online, which is like, hey, man, I don't, you know, Roman is so good, and I do think Roman is doing good work. It's getting a little repetitive. He hasn't really, you know, in the first whatever 400 days or so of his reign. Um, there was like character development. You had new chapters, and you know his character evolved a little, little by little. But it was exciting to watch. Past 150 days or however, he's been really much stale. So, but there are people who are who was now saying, "Oh, I'm cool with him being a champion all the way until next year's WrestleMania." And it's like, man, even if you are a fan of his that much, even if you like what he's doing that much, who who you have to make somebody? There's nobody on the roster. Like, like we said, yeah. Like the three of your biggest guys who you invested the most TV time and who are doing a great job are already done. Like I, outside of okay, so returning Bobby Lashley. I'm assuming Roman is gonna have two two thousand. So you have returning Bobby Lashley who still looks strong because he never lost the title. 
You have Drew has been has had a close match with Roman. He lost, but it was a very close match. And he he's going to get reheated. I'm assuming he's going to go over clean over Baron Corbin and Mania. Okay, so maybe let's say those two last for two months. Give us two matches. That's four months. Who do you have after that? Like you, there's just nobody. I don't want it again. Seth Rollins has can say I I beat you, you know, all the way at Royal Rumble, but now he looks like shit. So where you go it, it, again? There was nobody on the roster. You literally might you might have to bring up Braun Breaker to beat him because I don't know who else has a legit chance against this guy after looking the, after either already losing to him in this like recently or just looking like shit against Brock Lesnar who he's beating at Mania. So yeah, and again, again, you can use Roman and and Brock to make other guys. They just clearly choose not to. Yeah, they they run the and again they don't have the benefit of enough. To, I mean, it's like one thing you can always say, and this is one thing you can say about say whatever you want to about Ric Flair as a person. But you know, in his crazy run in the eighties, if he was going to beat someone, generally they came out looking better for it. You know, you could say like Ronnie Garvin, not so much, but Ronnie Garvin should have never been champion in the first place. You know, they put the belt on him and then business sort of plummeted because they overestimated how strong he was in certain regions. But look at Barry Windham, Lex Luger, for goodness sakes, the series of matches that he had with Sting, you know, before these guys became main event level guys, getting them to that point. It's like, yeah, I can wrestle them, but the manner in which I beat them is so important. And I, I need, again, they've done a tremendous job in ensuring that anyone that faces Roman Reigns does not have an out that'll be used as source material to be talked about later. No yeah, one ever. The Balor had, but they, it doesn't even matter because he's no longer on TV, so who gives a shit? Exactly. Like, Balor has an out, but then like, but they, they never gave him a rematch. Seth they Rollins never had yeah. an out. He, yeah. His out was he actually fucking won. He was yeah. the first guy to pin, pin this dude in like damn near two, or not to pin, to beat them in like damn near two years. And it didn't fucking matter. It didn't. It didn't mean anything. It's, it's everything for Roman. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not convinced. Yeah, ha- you have him hold it for years and years and years. Uh, I don't see anyone. They've they've done a great job of getting what they always wanted. <laughs> like that's it. They've done a tremendous job of just always getting what they wanted. Well, again, we'll see. I I, I hold the match, but it's that's the thing though, man. Like for WrestleMania season, it should be a time where I'm excited to see what they do. And now it's like it's somewhere between let's get through it because okay, eventually one of these two dudes hopefully will have to take a pin. That's hopefully will happen sooner rather than later. Or at least we'll get something entertaining out of it and, and elevate somebody into the main event scene. Um, or uh, and also let's hope that the match is good because like that's but that's that's it's not excitement. It's more like let's get through it and let's hope it doesn't go to shit. Um, yeah, you can give you can give me a good match. You can give me a good match. I don't care about. It's still something I don't care about. You know, it's just one of those things where. And again, and again, I'm t- I. You know, when they started doing this thing, I was I was a man in in my late twenties, early thirties when they started this Roman Reigns experiment. And and you know, this is no this this is not shade to the man himself doing the work. Uh, but just as as he's been booked and as a character, I think there's an extreme. I think the company has an extreme insecurity when it comes to Roman Reigns. They have Vince McMahon has a, he he needs to be right about this. It just really appears that he must be right about this to the expense of, uh, I mean, right. 10 years, damn near to the expense of most everything else, especially when you could have had a really healthy main event scene. Yep. Uh, now, to be fair, uh 
there is something to look forward to, I mean, at least for me. I mean, we are getting Bianca versus Becky. That should be fun. That should be a good program. I'm excited to see. They have a lot to work with. I think they toned. I mean, you can argue. I think overall it's been a good story. I agree. They should have probably uh, assaulted uh, 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 Bianca a little bit stronger at SummerSlam before losing in, in 26 seconds. That being said, I think I do think in the large picture, that's a little nitpicky. I think they're telling a good story, assuming Bianca wins at Mania, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah, assuming that she even wins at Mania, um, which I think she should. I think we know what the main event of night one is. I think that's pretty Unfortunately, cool. that won't be it. That should be it. They won't be yeah. it. Yeah, 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 that's probably right. But, um, but yeah, I think that's cool. It, it, again, they, they do funky things that I'm just like, it's they insert Alexa Bliss in there just to beat her. Like, it's like, we're happy to I'm see okay her. With that. No, no, no. See that that part I'm okay with. They made her look strong. She came in, no, she was that she, she was the last yeah. one out. She went one on one with Bianca, who is your big baby face. And she again, I think Alexa Bliss looked a little rusty, but I always thought that her offense, especially for like a five foot tall person, looked weirdly believable. Like she can actually hurt somebody way taller than her. Um and then she looked fine. I, I have no problem with her being inserted and then losing. Like, it, it, as a first match back, you almost, you come this close to being Bianca Belair, who's going to be your next champ. I'm okay with that. I don't, I don't hate it. I don't, I don't think anyone looks strong in a big return match where they lose. I just don't believe that, especially in that type, because especially when it's like her big return, but it wasn't really talked about too much at length or made to feel like a big deal. But I mean, I, I'm glad she's back and she's, she's right there with everyone else as, as someone who doesn't, who matters, but doesn't matter. And at one time was really hot and may get back there again. And um, I'm glad that Bianca is at least able to sort of stand out. Hopefully at Mania, they can get their heads out their asses and do the right thing. Uh, no guarantees there. Um, Rhea Ripley should be more. And, uh, you know, there they you go. Her. I don't know what the, what the plans were for me. Again, on the women's side, I am kind of, I really enjoyed the chamber match. I thought it was, re- I thought it was for what's worth, the best women's nomination chamber to date. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, definitely. And definitely. I, thought, I thought it was a good match. I enjoyed Rhea's booking with the, you know, her running the gauntlet until until running into Bianca. They again, they they locked off. I do think hopefully Bianca will win the title and hopefully eventually Rhea will challenge her during her run. Uh, I think that's where the money's at. I think the company knows that's where the money is at. Um, and and I think there's a reason why they are heating up uh, Rhea Ripley again. So um, I have no major quarrels on the Raw women's side of things. Uh, SmackDown. Um, look, we are getting again. I, I they keep telling really good Sonya and Naomi story. I, I that's probably going to end up being another mania match, which has again a lot of build up into it. I think they've made uh Naomi matter after years of just like being somebody who was over and 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 beloved but not got no got no story. The fact that they invested and gave her a good story for the crowd to get really behind her is, is very cool. Um, and I think Sonya Deville can still go in the ring. I think they have really good chemistry together. Um, unfortunately, I can't say the same for the two women who are going to be our main event for WrestleMania 91 because, man, Ronda Rousey is, is not it, man. And and, and, yeah. he, and and she looks worse with Charlotte than she did with Sonya Deville. Yeah. During the uh, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see this going well. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I sense a one, Ronda doesn't look good. Two, she doesn't look good with Charlotte. Three, I think Charlotte looks very awkward at times. Anyway, I'm not a fan of her footwork. She she just does, and I know people. No, I know, sit- I know. But but you know what's funny? Because against Naomi, you can see the awkwardness, but it kind of works for her really. Like she does this like thing where she ducks too early, then she comes back up. So it, like it almost makes it look like she's in a real fight. If that makes like, it's it's sloppy Weird, yeah. kind of sloppiness. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. No, I, I can I can understand people's like thing about that. It doesn't look so refined. So it looks like it's some sort of actual athletic competition. 
but man, um, I it was it it was so sloppy and choppy. It I was like, is it? I was just like, is this just a lack of the Charlotte not want to cooperate? Like that's how bad it looked to me. I'm like, this is not, and this is the met. And again, these are she's advocating for herself to be in that position. That probably is going to be the main event of night one. That's so awful. That's so terrible. You really can't do that. Um, because this match is just not gonna be good i want to make it clear i need to say this for the record because i don't want to sugarcoat it that tag match was terrible between naomi sonia deville ronda rousey uh and charlotte flair it was bad it was bad we can find our bright spots of course naomi is a pro she's going to do what she's able to do that is totally fine the match was bad it was bad it was bad business all the way around why was it bad because it was centered around ronda and charlotte and for whatever reason they stunk together. They're not good together. You're going to have to book every second of that match to, to make something. The, the match that you guys saw at Revolution, you're not getting that. You, you, we Because we've seen you are not getting that match. That was a totally different match. That was a totally different Charlotte oh, Evolution. Flair. Sorry, Evolution. Evolution, yeah, yeah. whatever their, their women's pay-per-view was that they don't want to do ever again. Which they should, or premium live event, which they should, because it no, doesn't I'm matter. No, that wasn't evolution. Then when they face you, I do apologize because I'm like, because Charlotte faced Becky Lynch in evolution, the last woman standing. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, this yes. was Survivor Series. Survivor Series. My bad. Uh, apologies. Uh, yeah. So at Survivor, you're not getting that one. You're not. No. That's not the. You're not getting that. That was a younger Charlotte Flair who appeared to have her head in a better position, and that was a younger Ronda Rousey who appeared to have her head in a better position. So unless they are fucking unless they're doing this on purpose. And this is like because I would you go out there and look bad on how her? much worse. Bro, I cannot explain how much worse. We, we always talk about this, and I don't want you to sound like a broken record, but mm-hmm. how much worse Rondo looks than she did back then, just like two years ago, is insane to me. Like it makes no sense. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe she, they're lowering expectations and then she magically goes back to being not the best, but at least as good as she was back in whatever year it was, 20, 2019. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Dude, she looked better. I will say this about the match, and maybe again, it's my low expectations. I actually didn't think it was terrible, only because Ronda looks better when, with her one arm behind her back because she couldn't throw any punches. So she had to rely on she like still, she still she still threw punches. And, and judo. Uh, you 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 were you were you were trying, and we were texting, and we were trying. You said she's selling well, and then you saw like them kicks that she was selling the kid, and then you're like, okay, yeah, you have to you have to let it all go. You have to let it all go with them. Let you're trying to find bright spots when there are no <laughs> bright spots. You're trying to find bright spots when they're actively giving you something bad. We just have to be like, that was bad. Stop trying to find goodness in it and be like, that was not good. That was harmful. That does not give us a lot of hope. Could they, uh, you know, outperform and impress down the line? Sure, but that is not happening thus far. No, again, it's been like I said, the last two events, the Royal Rumble which is my favorite event that I look forward to, and Elimination Chamber, which is a fine event, but it was on Saturday afternoon, which more events should be. I was really excited for both. One, because it's Royal Rumble. One, because it was at noon on a Saturday. And I left both being disappointed. So Yeah, um, yeah. And, and, and it did not happen to me at no point watching WWE programming life. So yeah. whatever you think of WWE, because, again, I know people, some people hate everything they do, some people love everything they do. I think it's indisputable that by their own standards, the last two pay-per-views have been bad. 
Yeah, but they think they're doing great. <laughs> like the, the, again, I mean, they're going to sell it as something totally different, man. They think they're doing great. I mean, this is why, you know, for me, a lot of it with them is just like, uh, okay, you can't, you, I just can't, this is not, and this is what I've had to come to accept about a lot of their programming as someone who has watched professional wrestling now for over 30 years, this just isn't for me. I don't know who their demographic is. I think I think well I think it I think it's an old guy in Connecticut. I think he's their target demographic. But yeah, this just isn't isn't for me. I don't think I don't think any of their pro of their product is for me. I can find bright spots in it. You know, I can find things I like about NXT. I I can't find good things I like about Raw currently. Um I can't I mean, I can't really find too much that I like about SmackDown. Um they could have performers who I like. They could even have matches that are solid. But overall, I'm just like, nah, this is just not a product that is based in anything that is about continuity, um, that is about telling coherent storylines, and that is about making you leave. Go like, I can't imagine what it would be like. I remember being at pay-per-views that they would have that were like amazing. And then I would watch pay-per-views. I would hate to be, I would have been a really pissed off fan had I been in the crowd at that Survivor Series they had where it was Triple H versus Team Helmsley versus Team Angle. I would have been so upset. I would have been, I would have felt so cheated. And that's a lot of what they give people now. You know, they're just like, no, nah, here I, I it is this thing. No, 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 no. Without doing that. No, no, no. This is a lot of what they give people now. We just talked about two pay-per-views back-to-back that I at least think, thank God I wasn't there. Yeah, that's right. You know what I'm saying? Like, thank God I just wasn't there. So, um, no, I don't, I don't, I don't. uh, They know what they're doing, and that's fine. And uh, we're going to get Ronda versus Charlotte, and they're going to tell us it's the baddest woman on the planet versus the the 13-time greatest women's champion of all times and they're going to do what they're going to do and then it's going to be brock versus roman the two best of a generation roman is only behind bob backland hulk hogan bruno san martino and pedro morales for longest world's title reign and they're going to say that it's the greatest thing that's ever happened and to that i say fine like fine fine none of none of this none of this makes me happy no no it's the same same here um Again, I'm, I'm excited for Bianca, Bianca Becky. The, the thing that WWE now thrives, and I think they know, maybe that's what it is, uh, because they know us, internet wrestling fans, and, and, and more you know, people who are more involved, they know that we're excited for the season because of all the rumors, and they have maybe you know, Steve Austin will return. Maybe Cody will debut any moment now. Um, and, and, and maybe that's, that's the hook, right? Like, and, and the one thing they know about us is we, we are watching WrestleMania, man. Like, we are. You know what I mean? Well, we're going to not watch Mania. Of course we are. I, I might not watch it live this year. I, I'm, I'm uh, heads up, by the way, I'll be in Philly that weekend. Um, and, you know, for, for a friend's birthday. But so I might catch it live. I'm not dying to catch it live anymore. Uh, maybe something will change. I don't think it will. Uh, I, I, seeing Sami Zayn go up against Knoxville is not going to make me tune in, personally. Um, shout out to Sami Zayn and, and Nakamura, by the way, having a great match. Yeah, nice. yeah that, was, that was a fun. That was a, I, li- I liked it. Uh, that was a fun match. It was good to see SmackDown have a good match. Um, and I was happy about the ending. I thought that was really neat. Thought that was cool. You know, it, uh, maybe have you'll have. have That's right. Yeah, you'll you'll have a you'll you may have a mid card scene again. Who knows? 
I mean, Sammy is a great champ, but again, like, he just won uh, Intercontinental Talent, and I want to care about it, but, like, his next job, the next thing for him to do is to make Johnny Knoxville look good in six weeks. And God forbid, I, God forbid, Johnny Knoxville wins the fucking title and makes it, make it the new 24-7 championship. Like, there's not, there's just nothing to get excited for, man. The U.S. title, Damian Priest still has it. You can do some cool stuff here. Like, I mean, you know, Damian Priest has a thing with AJ Styles. He has a thing with Maybe you, you you make that last to me and you can throw Austin Theory in there. Like, like there's stuff you can do that I'm like, pop my interest. Will they do it? I don't know. I have no faith in them now for them to do it. I do think Raw has been decent. I mean, but again, like, RK Bro versus Alpha Academy can only carry the program so much. You know, Bobby Lashley yeah. is gone now. Bobby Lashley yeah. was one of the best parts of Raw. Seth Rollins, I, okay, we have to go ahead to reheat him for the next six weeks. But he was super entertaining, and, and I loved them having great matches. His stock is down. He's now, he's no longer a threat like that. Maybe mm-hmm. you move him for, maybe he, he's your next U.S. champion. He's the one who reheats that title. So, like, there's stuff they can do that's, that's I, but none of this stuff makes me excited. Like, that's, it's, it, there's stuff you can do that's good, but mm-hmm. you can't make me excited because you've dropped the ball so much, you kind of have to restart it almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know where you go with this. I really don't. Yeah, I think where you go with it is, is that, hey, man, I mean, again, it doesn't. And here's the thing I've had. It doesn't so much matter what we say, because it's going to be spun as something else, Hmm. you know, so it's like they're going to sit there and they're going to tell you it's like, don't believe what your lying eyes are telling you. And what my eyes are telling me is this is not good. And what they're saying is you're being overly critical and unfair. So, so, you know, where you you don't go anywhere with that. You don't. You just don't. Let's talk about this. I mean, the biggest news since, since uh, we were since we recorded has been the Cody Rhodes. Cody's actually left uh, AEW and appears to be on his way to WWE. If you believe the rumors, he is going to uh, debut before Mania, and uh, and they have big plans for him supposedly. Um, so, do you have, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on Cody coming uh, to WWE? Uh, I think it's hilarious. I think that uh, I think it's one of those situations where I hope he's ready to get pushed good for six months. <laughs> he may get to hold that that WWE title for a little bit. Uh, he ain't never going to be universal champion. That's Roman's belt. And then, you know, I and then he might realize I've made a terrible mistake. It's the most Benedict Arnold shit I've ever seen. Not because he's some sort of betrayer or whatever else, but Benedict was um one of the most winningest generals uh, of that era. Like literally he was a very competent, competent, competent uh, field general. The man didn't lose much. He ended up leaving. (laughs) He ended up going back to the British because he did not feel the Americans were giving him enough credit. We're not giving him enough pay and we're not giving him enough command. So he went back to the to the British, which is interesting because he was a Brit to begin with, basically. So it's it's very similar to that from from an optics perspective. Uh, Cody feels from what if we are to believe what they're saying to be true. Cody believes that he's not getting enough recognition. Uh, It's not he wants to be paid more. And, you know, he lost some say on on booking privileges. Um, So he's going back home. (laughs) He's going home. Uh, He's going to go home. And uh, if he was upset about command where he was at, 
bro, where he appears to be going. If what if the, what they say is true and he's going to go there, I, I think he forgets what it, what it's like to be micromanaged by this guy. But he going to remember. He going to remember. But I'll, I'll say this. I mean, I think that also Cody, and he has a right to be this way. I think he's very sensitive. You know, I think he's a very sensitive individual who will say, like, will do something that people are like, why did you do that? That was a terrible idea. And then he will spend 20 minutes in an interview convincing you that it was not that bad. And he can get away with it most of the time. He's pretty good in that regard. Um, but I, I just think that this is a this is a situation that it was always going to happen. Let's be clear. Like we talked, we did talk about this. People are gonna leave AEW to go to WWE. For some people, that's simply their dream. That's simply the thing they've always wanted. That's not going to change. It's a lot so, more functional. Like it's still. Let's not get. Let's get something clear. Yeah. And it's not just like you know a million or so views in the United States. Worldwide, it's it's a different scale. Yes. Yeah. So you know that's always going to be a thing, and you know, and that's okay. Um. So I, I just I think it's funny because I think he has a lot more cachet now. He's a lot more uh, important. He is. The, the things that he's done to get to AEW have definitely made him a bigger star. Let's not get that twisted. So AEW losing him is a hit. It is. Uh, but they'll recover and they'll be fine. And um, I wonder how long it takes Vince McMahon to get sick of that neck tattoo. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. There's no way it can't happen. There is no way. Brandy Rhodes has to love that man in spite of that tattoo. That's a hard thing. I, listen, CM Punk was a champion for 400 some days with this dumb Pepsi tattoo. So I don't, you know what I mean? On, on his, on his shoulder, Mike. <laughs> his shoulder, bro. Hey man, it, it's just a couple inches, bro. You, you move that, you move that bitch down a couple inches. It don't, don't make that much of a difference. Yo, you know yo, I mean? yo, 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 neck to your shoulder. Is it, that is, that's not a, that's a world of difference. That is a, that is a universe of difference in these. And again, I, I do think that on some level, Cody is, he's, Oh, he's so unaware with all the awareness he does have. He got that neck tattoo and he was like, what could possibly go wrong? And one motherfucker saw that and said, you know what? Fuck this guy, Cody. And then another motherfucker said, I see what you mean there. You know, I don't think he, I also, I don't think he adjusted to being a polarizing figure. I don't know how he felt about it at the core. Sometimes you actually just have to sit in that um, and not do what other places have been unwilling to do, which is just, Hey, things are going, things are going in this direction. Let's just go there. For for every for every single Bret Hart, you have a, a John Cena, or even a Roman Reigns until he got to call his shot. Vince was like, "Hey, man, something going on with the crowd. They're not full out booing you yet. We should probably turn you." And he's like, "All right, cool. Seems to make the most sense. That's what you want to do." Um, I don't know if Cody was playing or is playing the long con, but you know, it it definitely was the most newsworthy thing of the day when that when that information broke. And Kenny Omega stated, he's like, yeah, man, I mean, listen, before it, you know, the AEW universe was sort of split up into four sections. You know, there was the the there was the Kenny stuff, there was the Young Buck stuff, there was the Cody verse, and then there was everything else. And Tony Khan very correctly said, mm, this doesn't work. It kind of needs to be all under one umbrella. You know, it kind of needs to be. And again, while people can have input and freedom, someone's got to be the booker. Someone we don't do writers. Someone's got to be the booker. So, you know, to that end, I, I do understand it. And I, I'm sure to Cody, it was devastating 
uh, to lose his power. But I can't wait for him to get more money so that he can have no power. It's going to be great. Hey, listen, sometimes Sony always just worth it, man. I think he's, he's probably getting more money and he's probably going to have a lot more merch sales. Because like I said, don't don't be fooled by, oh, you know, they're closing demos on a certain day when Raw is against football. It, 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 the scale is still not, not even close um, as far as exposure in WWE versus AEW. Um, and yeah, I'm sure he's getting more money now as well, but obviously less booking pay. Uh, although I'm, I'm, I'm hoping he got some guarantees or at least, at least, you know, uh, you probably can't put him in your contract, but at least you can, you know. Oh, you damn, you damn sure can. Triple H, when he re-signed his contract with the WWE in 1999, he had a provision in there that he had to win the world title. Oh, okay. I hope, I hope you put some shit like that in there. Yeah, you better, you better get something like that in your, in your contract. If, if, if that's a thing that you care about, who knows? That is true. Um, I will say this. I mean, shout out to Cody for, again, one, going out on his back, putting you over Sammy Guevara. Uh, that last promo he did plays a lot different now. Um, yeah. I'll tell you that. I, yeah. I, at that time when he cut that promo, I, I it did not make me want to see CM Punk versus Cody Rhodes. Now, I that's like one of my dream matches. Like, that, that needs yeah. to be, that needs to happen before everything is said and done. Um, yeah. And yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, I can, I, I think him going heel is obvious and natural. I think that's where most of the money has been left in his AW run. Um, don't know how much more he could do as a babyface. Uh, I do like to think uh, Sammy Guevara no selling his offense, which we don't need to touch again. But I do like to think that that was the the the, the straw that brought the camels back. Um, yeah, I mean, but... man, I think at some point somebody's got to tell. Never mind. People know how I feel about Sammy, but yeah, but yeah, I, I think he sold that... a little more in the main event I will, against Darby. I will, I will give him that. Not well, I mean, but at least yeah. he remembered that his knee was supposed to be hurt. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that. Imagine, imagine baby that. Steps. Yeah, baby steps, man. I get the things, the things that people will do to make a guy. You know what I'm saying? Like the things that people will do to make a guy. You want Sammy to be Sammy so bad. That you're like, you know, we're gonna do, we're gonna have you beat Darby Allen, who's clearly better than you by every metric. <laughs> like and more clearly, over. yeah, and way more over. Oh man. Mm-mm-mm. Listen, that that he, he again, Chris Jericho likes him. Sometimes that sometimes that's the thing that, that you need. You need that Chris Jericho consign. And I think backstage at AEW, they like Sting, but they like Chris Jericho a little bit more. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Which, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know. If I was picking sides, that's not the side I would pick. But yeah. that's neither here nor there. Um, and while we're talking about AEW, anything else you want to you wanna talk about as far as – I think they had a pretty quiet week, not too much happening. Yeah, it was, good. It, it was good to see. It was good to see Jay White on there. Him and Beretta had a good match. Um, so, you know, it, again, it's a very interesting time to be a wrestling fan because – Right now, you do have these companies to where guys are just moving sort of seamlessly throughout Jay White, New Japan, Impact, you know, uh, AEW. So that's very, very interesting. But yeah, they had a pretty, uh, they had a, you know, they had a cool week. You know, they're doing their thing. Yeah. At this point, though, I'm, I'm, it's, it's almost shocking to me that Jay White and McCondona have not crossed paths somehow, some way. Just two ships Yo. in the night passing each other by. Also, let's let's give a shout out to the new NWA World's Heavyweight Wrestling Champion, Matt Cardona. I was so psyched when he won because I remember when they booked that, I'm like, Matt should win this. Like, that's just the right call. Mm-hmm. And they went with it and it was the right call that I mean, there aren't too many people like. And, and you know, I remember Matt put up a snarky tweet 
a while ago. I said, yeah, I can't wait. I can't like, you know, gosh, you know, golly gee, so sorry that I left WWE. I would have been competing for the 24 seven title right now. Mm-hmm. And while people go, oh, that's so petty. It's not <laughs> look at that man's career there. That was, that's the truth. You know, they, he got over in spite of their plans and they resented him for it. He moved merch in spite of their plans and they resented him for it. So yes, people do critique WWE fairly when it comes to stuff like that. Cause that's just some bitch shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so to see him really have this amazing career Renaissance being the uh, impact digital world heavyweight champion, which is hilarious to me. I don't know what that title is, but you know, it's a, it, it may, you know, it's digital. It's, 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 basic, it's the internet it's championship, it's, yeah, it's, 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 which, which is the yeah. concept that he created. So yes. it's only fair. So yeah. So he's always, he's, it should have always been him. Then he was the, he's the, he was the GHC or um, the game changer wrestling world's champion. Uh, he was, the, he's GCW. the last, huh? GCW. Sorry. GCW. Yeah. Yeah. He is the last, ECW world television champion. He defeated Rhino for the, he's the last one. He's the last world's television champion of ECW. Uh, and he is now the, the world's champion of, of the longest going professional wrestling title anyway, uh, in North America, which is huge. And it's, and it, I think it's just really, really cool. It is, man. He's become like, it's almost more impressive that he's become like the this year's Ric Flair, where he just goes into every territory and becomes the most hated heel right away in the main event scene or close. And an impact he is in the mid card, but like, um, I think it's 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 excellent. And I think I think the fact that he is still not uh, quote unquote great in ring worker makes it almost more impressive. Like the fact that he can come in and he doesn't need like Flair's like in ring skills to get over and get hated and to have all these moments like. All his matches, even if, you know, I'm, I'm neither one of us are a big GCW fan, but like that match was was cool because of the hatred yeah. they have for him. Yeah. Um, what he's doing with Jordan Grace now is it like five star classics? No, but it's just like he's just so good at being a fucking hated heel. Um, yeah. He's just doing tremendous work on the Indies, man. So shout out to yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. And eventually him and Jay White have to cross paths. And I think, you know, they and, do. And, you know, and, and, and it's funny because Jay White is the other way around. I don't think he's won a title on his excursion at all, but he just continues to go in and have like your, you know, matches of the night, you know, in the yeah. 10, 15 minutes allotted to him on most of these indie shows. Yeah. It's, it's, it's quite impressive. And I mean, I say indie because he's on new Japan strong and, and actually yeah. even the AEW and neither one of those are indies. So he's yeah. on, on any show. Let me, let me rephrase myself. Um, anything else? Impact. Since we, since we mentioned them, they had their, yes. uh, show, Jay White wrestled there as well. Had a very good match uh, against Eric Young. Uh, good to see Eric Young. He still still got it. I think Eric Young is what his mid forties now. Uh, yeah, he's about, I think he's in his early forties. I think. Yeah, man. I think they told a pretty cool story. Again, leader of the Bullet Club, leader of uh, Violent by Design, and and just like a staple in um in Impact, uh, going up against you know this Conquer Young's startup with Jay White. I don't think he's that young anymore. Um, yeah, he turns thirty this year. Yep. So he's solidly in his prime. Um, yeah, I thought they had again very good match. Like I said, Jay White is just one of those guys who is has gone incredibly smooth in the ring. Just to, you know, is always up there in the conversation for the best in the ring talent. Yeah, it's always the little things, man. The guy gets it, and uh, it, it it it'll be a pleasure to see what he does next. Yeah, and while we're just talking about good matches. Uh, have to give a shout out to you know the god of this of this podcast Tanahashi for 
putting on yeah. another great match against uh, against Sonata. Finally, you know, Sonata's biggest win in over 10 years. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it was 10 years ago he beat Okada for the first time. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And he's just been always the guy who comes up short until finally he beat Tanahashi for United States uh, title in, uh, over there in New Japan. Yeah, man. I mean, shouts to Sonata for finally getting it done. Shout, man, Tanahashi, bro. <laughs> this this man, he's so good. He's, one, he's so giving. I don't think there are many top guys. Because, honestly, if Tanahashi wanted, he could have politicked his way into just being that he just he, being that dude for as long as he possibly could. And he just never has. He's just never. He's like, no, nah, like, you know, hey, I'm still the guy. But, you know, I have to make I have to help make the next generation of guys like I just have to do that so he's very he's awesome in that regard he's just putting out these bangers of matches when and his matches are so compelling because everyone talks about his age everyone talks about his injuries it so it's always a part of the storyline and you're like can Tana do it and win lose or draw Tana finds a way to do it and when I say do it, I mean he gets the point across. Whatever the intent, the match will be good to great. Like he just he's gonna do, like even amazing at times. But the point, what are we getting to next? He always gets that point across every single time. Speaking of older Japanese legend, I I need Shingo Takagi versus Yuji Nagata in my life. I oh, they, yeah. they they cross paths a little bit during their yeah. three and three match. Uh, it was um who was it was Yuji Nagata Okada. And another gentleman, I can't remember his name, but I think Bushi uh, against uh, LIJ. And yeah, yeah I, Yuji Nagata, Shingo Takagi, I needed straight into my eyeballs. Um, yeah. that, that, dude, that like renewed my love for wrestling after, after Elimination Chamber. Yeah, you, that's the crazy thing, isn't it? Like, I, you literally, there was so much, um, and again, it's going to sound this way, I don't care. There was just so much bad things happening on WWE that it, yeah, it started to leave a sore taste in my mouth. And then I remembered, oh, there's other wrestling. And then I started to watch some of it. I'm like, this is nice. This is it's because you're just you're, yeah, you're just doing wrestling. That's it. That's nice, dude. I, again, Shingo against Blue Justice, like suplexing and just punching each other. I love it. That's it, yeah. man. Just give give it give that to me. Uh, I know Knight and Nakata fought. I do not know how it ended yet. Uh, cannot wait to. It was see excellent. It. it was excellent. excellent? It was I, no doubt. I like the build. Again, I usually I, I'm not gonna lie. Usually when I watch. Cause there's just so much goddamn wrestling to watch. I usually skip through the three on threes and like you know the builds, but I'm I'm happy I watched that one. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. And then uh, we got to talk about NXT. We previewed it last time we were on, so we might as well review it now that it happened. I thought it was inoffensive. Um. Yeah, I, yeah. I think. Um. I, again, Carmelo is 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 my my guy, and, and so is Cameron. I'm not surprised. I think one of my favorite matches of this week, you know, along with all the the, the New Japan matches we gave a shout-out to and uh, Nakamura Sammy, I, I thought they, their match was, again, very smooth. Those two guys, uh, are, they're ready. Like, you know, I mean, with Cameron Grimes, it's not a surprise. He's been a, a veteran for a while, but Carmelo is so smooth in the ring for how young he is. Um, just very, very cool to see. Uh, again, it's like a full package. Uh, I thought Braun Breaker, Santos Escobar was fun for what it was. Um, uh, Dolph Ziggler running made it more interesting. Give you know those attitude era type of uh, of matches where you know not the best in ring, but the booking made it more fun than it, it might have been otherwise. Uh, and Santos Escobar is also excellent. Um, yeah. Uh, and then yeah, and then the, I thought the tag team match was really good as well. Uh, I thought MSK against Creed Brothers, Creed Brothers, both those guys uh, you can. Uh, again, WWE is doing a decent job giving credit when credit is due 
decent job of building up their attack team uh, division on, on main roster. So both of those guys, I think you can uh, seamlessly integrate into there right now and then and there'll be a welcome addition. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with sticking the landing. So I thought it was, uh, like you said, inoffensive. It was just, it was a solid night of wrestling and that's fine. Um, you know, saw the Creed brothers taking it, saw Carmelo winning. So, I mean, it, it was all, it all went the way you thought it was going to go. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so yeah, I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was cool in that regard. It didn't like, it was one of those where it, it didn't hurt me. I was like, okay, this doesn't hurt. No, it was good. Oh yeah. It just didn't. Uh, again, last year, Avengers Day was my favorite pay-per-view of, of the year. This year, there was a TV special that was fine. Um, well, because well, because it's the new NXT. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and that's the difference. It's, 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 I think it's, it's, yeah, I think it's as consistent as the one, but the highs are just never going to be that high because the talent is just not that good. Yeah, the talent's not. Yeah, the talent, talent ain't there. So that's that. And it is what it is. Um, I'm excited to see, I think, now the next, it looks like, I mean, obviously we're going to get Kree Brothers versus Imperium, which has a chance to be excellent. Uh, and we're going to get Gunther versus um, uh, Braun Breaker for the for the title, which is also going to be excellent. And it looks like we're going to get Ciampa versus Dolph Ziggler, uh, probably at down in NXT. I don't think it's going to be on the main, which is fine. That's a good, that uh, at this point, that's as good of a use of a Ziggler. I'd rather this than, than, than a throwaway tag team match. Yeah, I'm cool with it. You might, hey, you know, something, something different. Yeah, man, I'm just happy, you know, hopefully Dolph will get, you know, 15, 20 minutes to work with, like in the song, no. which we haven't seen in a while. Right. Yeah, no, not too many hot takes here. Uh, are we done? Do we have anything else you want to talk about, or should we, I, should I, we get I, another I, here? I have no, I have nothing else to talk about. All right, well, I watched a lot of wrestling. Uh, I did not get a chance to watch any of the old stuff. Uh, my match of the week, in case you haven't seen it, uh, I'll go with, with, uh, with Sammy Nakamura. I just thought it was really neat. Uh, how they booked it, and uh, it's not, not as good as their oh, or, or how about if you haven't watched this match, I, I, I'll change it to mid, mid pick. Go watch their first meeting, uh, down in NXT TakeOver. Um, I want to say it was in TakeOver Dallas, um, with the, the Nakamura's first match uh, after signing with NXT, him and Sami Zayn just put on absolute barn burner. This was Sami Zayn's uh, farewell match for NXT where he was the hard up, uh, for a while. So check it out, uh, it's excellent. Yeah, guys, my match of the week, I'm going to take you guys to Japan. All Japan, to be exact. January 15th, 1999, you're going to get Big Van Vader versus Kenta Kobashi. Uh, and this is really a cool one because Kenta is like, Kenta Kobashi is like, was one, it's like the man uh, in all Japan for quite some time. Him and Masawa. Uh, and then, you know, later on, uh, Jonakima, uh, or Akiyama, rather, sorry. Uh, but this was a big Van Vader who was coming back to Japan after a, a very failed WWF run at the time. A lot of political maneuvering shenanigans, uh, as they say. And um, it, it's so wild to watch how much value they didn't see in him. And then he gets to go back to Japan and he is recognized immediately as a big, big star working a big, big match against Kenta. Um, and it was a, it really is a really good physical match. Of course, different pacing, different style. Vader's a little older actually in this one. I believe he was still 43 at the time, but still amazing, uh, to watch. So a lot of his Japan stuff from the early, from the early nineties is a lot harder to find unless you have new Japan world. So if you try to find it on YouTube, you're going to have a harder time. You probably have a better shot on daily motion. This one is on YouTube. So I'll, I'll make sure that the link is in the episode. And that is us, ladies and gentlemen. 
Hey, uh, I hope within, if you are a WWE fan, I hope we did not get you down. This is just our thoughts and feelings. If you are enjoying the, the program, please keep on watching it. And, uh, and if you're not, then, well, you know, you have uh, kindred spirits out there. Uh, enjoy wrestling. Enjoy life. Uh, and uh, have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.